Welcome back to the Movie Place Podcast. And I'm Jeff. Did I do that right? Yes, you did. Okay. So this is the 2016 episode, and we're going to talk about our favorite movie of 2016 and our favorite movie that no one else has ever heard of. Okay. But I'm not Jeff. I'm Rick. And I'm Jeff. Oh, that right. feels so much that feels so much better. So 2016, which according to some dude is the best year of the decade, quote unquote. That's some that's some dude is Rick. Wait, am I Jeff? No, Rick. Yeah, yes, definitely yes. Rick. It's, it's, it's Rick. It's Rick. Okay, so last time we ended with What We Do in the Shadows as Rick's favorite obscure movie. We're going to pick up here with my favorite movie of 2016, Hunt for the Wilder People. Ricky it- Baker. Ricky Baker. <laughs> Ricky Baker. Yeah, so this is a comedy adventure movie it's from new zealand but they speak english so don't worry you don't need to read subtitles it stars sam neil who you might recognize as dr grant from jurassic park and julian dennison who you might recognize as fire fist from deadpool 2 it's like what we do in the shadows and like uh, a lot of taika waititi movies where it's it's funny it's quirky but what we do in the shadows was just kind of a lot of jokes that kind of had something mm-hmm. tying them together. Hunt for the Wilder People actually has a story. It's more of a regular story, a regular movie. Uh, it has more of a complete narrative. Yeah, something happens about 20 minutes into this movie that completely changes the direction of how the movie was laid out. And it's really heartfelt and compelling way to draw you into the experience and to really put two people, Julian Denzel and Sam Neill, into a situation where they have to bond very fast if they want to make it through the situation they're in. So it's got all the quirk and the funny of Taika Waititi. It's got great scenes of people sitting in a room talking about their feelings, but it's one of his more heartfelt and more moving pictures as well yeah it is great if you've seen any of his movies you know what you're getting into and you won't regret it so rick your best movie of this year was a bit more serious (laughs) like i mentioned 2016 is far away my favorite cinema year of the decade it's This was so hard for me to narrow movies down to two because there's just banger after banger in this year. This was the year of Moonlight, Arrival, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Captain America Civil War, Patterson, and it just goes on and on. Zootopia, Hell or High Water, Jeff, all these are modern masterpieces. But the movie I'm going to talk about is what I like to call Martin Scorsese's forgotten masterpiece. And it's something that that Scorsese has been trying for over a decade to make, but couldn't make because this is a movie where you do have to read subtitles. This is a movie that's over three hours long. It's very deliberate, but I think it's the best movies of the decade. 
and one of Scorsese's masterpiece. Of course, I'm talking about Silence, starring Liam Neeson, Andrew Garfield, and Adam Driver. And it's about these Portuguese priests that go to feudal Japan to try to find their mentor, but also evangelize and convert the Japanese people while they're there. And they find that while some people are on their side, they're in a very hostile territory that does not want Christianity and especially the words that they're trying to sell. And it's a very slow and deliberate movie that really takes its time and shows you every single action a person would take. And that has an effect of drawing you into the movie and... Man, I feel like this movie does not get talked about enough, but it's one of the greatest movies of the decade. So if you have a spare three hours, go find this movie and watch it. Also, if you have a spare three hours, I envy your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this says the person who's been talking about thousands of hours of movies for the last few weeks. All right, all right, fine, fair enough. So yeah, Silence, I've seen it. It's good. I'm not sure if I would see it again because it's a really tough watch. It is. Yeah, it's... I don't want to say unwatchable because that sounds pejorative, but it's very rough, especially for the average viewer. It Not only is it really long and slow, but the stuff that happens is actually tough to visually see. It's like very visceral and it's, yeah, it, it's tough. And 2016 was a great example of that. Another movie that came out in 2016... Manchester by the Sea. It's a masterpiece. And it's one of my favorite movies, maybe ever, and something that should be taught in acting classes. That being said, I will never see it again because it brings you, like silence, it brings you to a deep, dark, contemplative place that really makes you think for days on end. And... Yeah, if you're looking for an immersive experience, go see Silence. Also, Manchester by the Sea was my pick of the year, but I mean, I'm cool with Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or La La Land for five minutes? <laughs> oh, PWC. Okay. All right. So let's transition to lighter tone. Don't my- think twice about it. Yeah, don't think twice about it. My obscure movie of this year, 2016, is Don't Think Twice. It was written and directed by stand-up comedian Mike Berbiglia. And I like this guy. He's one of my favorites. I feel like comedians are very good drama writers because to make someone laugh, those are the same skills you need to make someone cry. So comedy writers like Mike Berbiglia and Kumail Nanjiani and Bo Burnham that we've seen in recent years really can tug at the heartstrings because they know what makes people tick. Yes, very well said, Rick. So this movie stars Keegan-Michael Key, that is Key from Key and Peele, Jillian Jacobs, who you might remember from Community, Kate McCucci, who's that girl who's always playing ukulele in every show, (laughs) (laughs) and a few other people. And, and the rest. Yeah. And it's about an improv group. And one person 
makes it big to it's not SNL, but it's like their fictional equivalent to SNL. And everyone else has to stay in the group. And it's about how if one person mm. attains success and how it affects everyone else in the group and makes everyone jealous and causes strife even when you don't want it to. And it's just, it's weird because if somebody does really well and it's a stranger, you feel good for them. But if somebody does really well and it's someone you know, you kind of feel bad and jealous. Yeah, and you know that it's healthier to be happy for that person. But for some reason, it's human nature to be envious of that person. Yeah, so it's about one guy getting famous, one guy becoming successful at the one task that the improv group wants to do (laughs) and how it affects the group. And it's so good. And by the way, the title Don't Think Twice refers to the first rule of improv. If you get a thought, just run with it. Don't think twice because that's the beauty of it. You live in the moment and you don't have to think of an alternate world of what if. However, that's exactly what happens. And then? Yes. <laughs> that Yes, that, that that's how improv works. <laughs> and then? No, I'm not doing this for you right now. <laughs> All right, Rick, what's your favorite obscure movie of 2016? So I, I just listed off a list of like 10 movies that that can be considered the best of the year. And there's so many more I didn't even touch on. There's there's Kubo and the Two Strings. There's The Nice Guys, which might be Shane Black's best movie ever. There's Moana. There's Sing Street, which is such a charming little Irish movie that... That you should really go out and seek. And I really cannot gush enough about this year. But my best obscure movie for 2016 is Nocturnal Animals. Directed by Tom Ford. Yes, that Tom Ford. Starring Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's a story where Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal are a divorced couple and they're in the art world and the movie is very much based around art and artistic license and complicated emotions and what goes into creation and that's the first part of the movie where Jake Gyllenhaal sends Amy Adams a book he's written a fictional book and Amy Adams starts reading this book at night hence nocturnal animals and she's not getting sleep so during the day you see her going out and doing her job as an art curator and at night she's reading this book and you see Jake Gyllenhaal as the main character of this book and the drama that goes through them another Michael Shannon movie by the way he features a lot our decade list because he's so damn good (laughs) and it's a phenomenal dual path storytelling and tom ford he made this he made the serious man hopefully his follow-up is coming sooner rather than later but man tom ford is up there with martin mcdonough for me directors who make phenomenal work that don't direct often enough Yeah, I'm not sure how I listed this movie on my 2016 list, but it is good. I really like the acting. Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, the greatest actor of our generation. Arguably. Michael Shannon, great job. 
God, what's that kick-ass Aaron? Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah, he did a really good job, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got an Oscar nomination for this movie. Yeah, well, he freaking deserved it. No, no, wait, wait, wait. No, he... Let me say. He he won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Well, then he freaking deserved it, because he, I think, was so good here. Oh, my God. Yeah, so both of my recommendations this year, Silence and Nocturnal Animals, you very much have to be in the right state of mind to watch it. They're both traditionally artsy movies, if you want to use that word, but... Wow, what a phenomenal year and what phenomenal movies in this year. Yeah, make sure you check them out. So so when we move on to 2017 in two weeks, Jeff, where can people listen to that? Just find us wherever you find your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Just look up the movie place and we'll be there. And give us a five-star review. Until next time. See you later. And I'm Jeff.